Good evening, everybody. I'm glad to see the crowd out tonight with the weather. Tonight, I want to talk about the word ashamed. The best two definitions that I could find of ashamed were embarrassed or guilty because of one's actions, characteristics, or associations. But the second one, reluctant to do something through fear of embarrassment or humiliation. The second definition is probably my favorite because it reminds me of Matthew chapter 27. If you would, flip over to Matthew chapter 26, verses 69 through 75. It says, Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him, saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee, but he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said those who were, with, who were there, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man, and a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the word of Jesus, who had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. Now Peter originally, in just the last chapter, said, Jesus, I will never be made to stumble. I will not deny you, Jesus. As the rooster crowed, he had realized what he had done. It is a lot different whenever you can see him face to face than when you can't see him at all. Peter teaches us an important lesson here. Although Peter was at his lowest of lows, we can always rise back up. Even though Peter said he wouldn't deny Jesus and did anyways, he would then go on to live one of the most accomplishing lives someone living for God could have. Some of the accomplishments was preaching the first ever gospel sermon, gave us two whole books of the Bible in First and Second Peter, and would baptize so many people into Christ to save many, many souls. One of the best things we can learn from Peter is no matter how low we stoop to the ground, no matter how hard we fall, with our faith growing in Jesus Christ, we can always get back up. Peter learned not to be ashamed of the gospel through hard times where he had fear to claim Jesus. One of the hardest times to stand up for something is when your life is on the line. One of the greatest examples of this is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3. They knew that they didn't bow down to this statue. They could lose their lives, but no. They were able to stand up for God no matter what the consequence. Daniel chapter 3, 16 through 18 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said this to the king, it made the king more furious because, they couldn't, because the king couldn't win. These men were not going to follow the king's orders, and they weren't scared to die because of their beliefs. These men give us a great example of how strong our faith should be in our lives. Romans 1, verse 16, which was the scripture that Blake read for us moments ago. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Paul is showing us we do not need to be ashamed of God's word as we need to spread it to as many people as we possibly can. 
Sometimes we can be scared to spread the gospel because we may not know the answer to a question someone asks. Who says we can't find this answer? This past weekend I went on this trip called EU where it's all about learning how to spread the gospel to others. And, there, and it showed me that there are so many different ways that you can spread it. Because we're never going to know everything about the Bible. But we can always find answers and ask wiser people these questions. And there are so many different ways to spread it to other people. It is always good to know more and more about the Bible. And in, more, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, the last four verses of the chapter has the heading, Striving for a Crown. Verse 24 says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. By the end of my life, I want to make sure that not only me, but anyone else has the opportunity to gain that crown. To get this crown, we have to use the Word of God to live our lives. We have to study our Bibles because in the end, God does not have partiality. Getting to heaven requires us to follow what's in this book. But if we don't follow this book, it guarantees nothing but eternal condemnation. The devil will cause us to have setback after setback. Are we willing to run the most important race we could ever run? You may ask, why chase this thing called heaven if it's so hard to achieve? The only thing guaranteed in life if we don't run that race, we don't follow God's word. We don't strive for this crown. The only thing guaranteed is losing. Another reason we should not be ashamed is because the person we would be ashamed of was willing to die for each and every one of us. He was willing to come to earth instead of just staying in heaven and giving us no chance at eternal life, but no. He's giving us the chance to have a home in heaven with him one day. But we can't just have it. We have to be willing to run the race the right way, the way God intended us to. I think everyone here knows the story of the tortoise and the hare. The hare mocks the tortoise for being slow, so the tortoise challenges the hare to a race. The hare gets so far and then takes a nap, but the tortoise pushes forward the finish line. Slow and steady. As the tortoise passes the hare, he was still asleep, and by the time the hare woke up, it was too late, and the tortoise won. This can also be related to Christianity. No matter how many people mock you or tempt you, if you take it slow and run your race the right way, you will get, you will get to the finish line. We need to run our race like the tortoise. His determination and perseverance to finish the race without letting the arrogant hare get in his way. The tortoise's eyes are set firmly on the finish line, and his slow yet steady steps toward forward keep him on the straight and narrow path. This is how we should think to reach our finish line, which would be heaven. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. When running this race, we need to make sure we take the right paths. 
Although the narrow path is more difficult, it is the better path to take. Because if you choose the broad path, it will be easy for you. But in the end, nobody who chooses the broad path will finish the race. As it says in verse 14, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. Running this race can be so hard sometimes. We see all these people on the broad path and it looks so much easier. Why would I want to stay on this path when this other path I don't have to put in any effort whatsoever? Well, after we run our race, after all the hardships that we go through, to stay on this path all pay off. Because when Judgment Day comes, we, that's when we get our reward. Only few will get their crown, and for everyone else, they get eternal torment. That's why we need to stay on the narrow path to be able to get that crown we've been striving for and to finish our race the right way.